Managing money is time-consuming, difficult, and well, sometimes just stressful. Does it leave you confused, exhausted, and frustrated? Having those countless arguments with your parents and rant sessions with your friends all leading to the same piece of advice. You need to spend responsibly and save money. But the real question is, how? How do you achieve this? Well, come discover the simple truths about money with Finlect. Better yet, deep dive with us in our weekly podcasts and learn the most practical tips and tricks that can help you lead that life of financial stability. Welcome to this series. Today we're in conversation with Sandy Rich Saxena. Yes, you heard that right. She is a successful financial planner and she's going to talk us through what it means to have the right financial attitude in this post-covid world. So let's get right into it. Uh so Sandy, uh tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience working with people and giving them advice. Can you give us some insights about the current financial uncertainty with this whole covid situation and especially what it means for young adults in this region? Okay. So if you look at the young graduate who is still not working, so he or she is right now staying home. Kids that have just graduated, young people who have just graduated. So you are talking about uh, them staying home with their parents. Is that yes. correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So basically they are still dependent on their parents. Yes. And and uh, keeping the situation in mind, uh, they could be in a very fortunate uh, situation where money is not an issue but there could be also a lot of our young people who are living with their families where income could become an issue because the 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 earning members of the family may not be getting a salary i would tell all the young people who are in a situation like that please be very mindful of where money is being spent on you by your parents so if you can be frugal in your demands because the money is limited it has to last for a long time and it's not only you but there are other members as well in the family so it's a time to think again if you are in a position to help your parents by cutting down on your demands cutting down on what it is you used to like but you know you could do without that would be a wonderful way of contributing to your family and and what about the ones who've just started their jobs are probably sitting at home and you know wondering on okay. yes so yeah. the the first uh, the first thing that comes to mind is oh my god how am i going to meet all these expenses and then we come back to the emergency fund remember so it's a good learning experience and maybe people will be wiser the next time this something like this happens because crisis after crisis will happen right so if you look at it from a positive angle you may not be having that much money coming in but how much have you saved by the lockdown you can't do so many things so if you come to look at it and i would advise everybody who's listening to write down all the places where they used to go and they don't go and then put an amount next to that now all that money is actually been saved Correct. so if you have all that money now in your account it can help stretch your money 
for the time that your income has been reduced or stopped. That's one thing. Now, the next part that comes is, you may be thinking, oh, you know, I wish this was over and I'll get back to my life and I can enjoy it and whatever else. But, you know, we've been in this lockdown for a long time. And uh, the way we used to live our life is quite different now. A lot of things don't really matter anymore. So when we do get back to, let's what we call normal life, how much of that can we think twice before we spend? And that could be a wonderful learning experience for us. Yeah, true. Very true. So, I mean, how do you think we can adapt to this situation and maybe come out financially more stable post-COVID? So if you had to give like two or three solid action, actionable ideas, what would you say? Okay, so the first thing is, and this is what most people hate doing, is to do the budget. So if you look at your budget and you think of every little thing that you would spend money on, you're spending money on right now, and where do you think you'd be spending it when this is over? Because as I said, you know, habits are formed. And then when we are put into another situation, we then get different habits. So now which one serves us best? And how can we make sure that the next time around, will we be better prepared or will we be in the same boat? So if you want to be better prepared, then we start looking at ways and means of how we can get ourselves into a discipline whereby we not only save, invest, take the insurances, have the emergency fund, but also enjoy life. So it's a question of priority and it's a question of choice. And that is something which is very personal. Right. So, I mean, according to you, other than time, what other thing do you think think is one of the biggest financial advantages that maybe a young adult would have and they're probably unaware of possessing it and thus they don't know how to capitalize on it. So how do we know what it is and, you know, kind of stay one step ahead of the game? If we look at the young person, number one, you have energy, you have time and you are young. So you can really work hard, maybe perhaps do more than one job at one time and generate as much income as you possibly can. So when you do all that, always remember Splurging is wonderful and you should reward yourself now and again, not all the time, because when it becomes a habit, then it becomes a dangerous thing. The other thing I'd like to say over here, Monica, is uh, there's some of us, and you know that as well, uh, who by nature will not spend too much, right? And there's some of us who would splurge money and there's some of us who would like to um, pick up the bill for anybody. Now, these are all... These are all different personalities of people. And I want to just touch on something which most people don't do. And that is our relationship with money. Our relationship with money is based on what we heard, observed, saw, experienced as children. So sometimes if you hear things like, and this is an exercise I want all the people listening to do, write down what you remember hearing or uh, observing when you were a kid with what conversations mom and dad and nana and nani and dada and dadi and whoever else was there had around money. Was it like, uh, you know, we can afford to have everything or we have to be careful, money doesn't grow on trees? 
I'm not your ATM, all kinds of different things. So when all this sits in your head, then your personality responds to it in a certain manner. So there are some people who will just spend money because they were not allowed to indulge themselves as children. There are others who are so scared to spend money, although they have everything, they just won't do it. They won't even make a commitment for for their own savings plan. And then there are others who want to feel wanted and loved. And the only way they know how is spending money on others. Or on themselves, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a question of what is your relationship to money? Once you understand that, you can then consciously make a change which will help you individually in the future. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just trying to, I, I know, you know, as you were telling me these things, I was trying to figure out which personality I am and what my relationship with money is. Uh, I'm going to keep that a secret. And I hope that, you know, anybody who's listening kind of identifies with at least one of these categories. So yes. uh, naturally, my next question is, you know, what is the biggest financial disadvantage of being a young adult? And is there some way to kind of, you know, hop, skip and jump over that or maneuver our way through it? Again, it's a perception. I'm young. I don't know. Uh, I don't have enough money. I don't know where to make a start. So these are all, uh, what should I say, uh, self-defeating ways of thinking. And I think the millennial is a different thinking person. I would hope they are. So when you are out there, looking at your first job and you'll get your salary and you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to move out of the house now. I'm going to get my, myself a, a place. Uh, maybe I'll share with some of uh, my friends who are you know, the same age group and uh, it'll be nice and we'll have our own little independent place, etc., etc. That's wonderful. But just remember, you need to draw boundaries. The other person should not take advantage of you and you should not take advantage of the other. And the most important thing I'd like to mention here, please do not borrow money. If you can't afford it, that's it. You can't afford it. Please do not borrow money. Borrowing money is one of the worst possible things you can do, especially when you're starting out. The other thing is your credit card. And I know everybody wants to have a credit card and it's so easy to sit with the credit card and feel nice about it. But it's one of the most dangerous things on earth. And I always advise people, yes, you need to have a credit card, but one is enough. Special offers are not special at all. Because these are, you could say, ways to get you hooked on to the idea of, you know, being able to do something on credit. Yes, living on credit. Yeah, yeah. I know people who are holding group sessions to, to see how they can manage their credit card debt by having five and six cards and then giving each other pointers like, okay, you can give so much money to this bank and then from there you can withdraw so much and give it to this bank. I said, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, that's, is that, how is that a solution? The only solution is if you have more than one credit card, Swipe the credit card once more to buy a lovely pair of sharp scissors and cut the cards. (laughs) 
I think that's a great way to kind of uh, you know wrap up this amazing conversation. I think, and uh, you know, thank you for being honest and thank you for giving us not just insight into you know um, just money management and relationship with money and you know generally an individual's relationship with money, but also insight into your own life and the experiences and lessons that you have learned. So we're very very grateful. Thank you so much, Sandy, and I hope that the people listening to this podcast will benefit as much as I. did uh while having this conversation with you it was entirely my pleasure my dear and um, i know that uh, sometimes i my my language may not be what they call very proper but i really don't give a shit <laughs> i honestly <laughs> need to disagree so lovely note uh, thank you so much for having me if any of your kids or anybody listening in would like some queries answered i'm quite uh, open to answering those as well and i look forward to uh being with you and partnering with you and assisting you in any way i can god bless right. thank you so much sandy and with that we've wrapped up our uh you know one of our episodes for finlex podcast series